Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, uh, well, we live in a post-Ferguson nation <laughs> at this point. Mm. We, we've we've now, uh, Ferguson is gone. Yeah. There is no more Ferguson. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, we live in that. Don't say it like that. Well, that's what you made it sound like. Well, no, post-Ferguson 2. Post, post events in Ferguson. Yeah. Well, Ferguson itself is a, a, an event. We're going to talk about Ferguson, everybody. Yeah. Guess but what? Actually, we're not going to talk that much about it, but we're going to talk about issues that it brings up for us. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah so. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, well, Dan. Yeah. How was your Thanksgiving? You know, it was nice. Well, it yeah? was nice. Yeah. We went on a little trip out of town uh, with some friends. Mm. It was great. Wonderful. How was, how was yours? Um, not bad. No? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good, good, um, good. Um, got together with, over at a co-workers. Oh, fun. Uh, who invited me over and, yeah. what'd you What'd you do? Uh, we played games. Nice. Actually. Lots yeah. of games. Ate, uh, ate some barbecue and, oh, yeah. Okay. Non-traditional. Good. Which is great. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Phase 10. We'd went, we'd went rounds and rounds of phase 10. Oh, as you do. <laughs> as you do. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, but uh, so we hope all of you had a lovely Turkey Day. Yeah. Uh, you, you uh, dwellers of the United States of America, that is. Oh, uh, that's right. All you international <laughs> listeners, uh, I hope you had a good day too. Yeah, just a regular old day. But but you know, regular yeah. day of the week. Yeah, huh. uh, it was a Thursday f- for you, but for us, <laughs> for us, it was the one of the big and national holidays. We, we one of the big one of the big three. We gave thanks. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, what do you what do you have for me? Do you have any stories? I uh, I do have stories, Dan. Um, I've I where where to start? Actually, um, I'm gonna go to Houston first. Okay, uh, and this is the story of a uh, a, a pastor uh, in Houston. They have a few of those ref- there. Yeah, uh-huh. um, who refused uh, burial. Um, of a, a 93-year-old woman uh, who had just passed away. Oh, that's good. Um, if she was alive, that would have been really awkward. It would have been really bad. Uh, she'd been a member of his church for 50 years. Holy crap. Um, but um, as she got closer to her death, yeah, her tithing had sort of tapered off. Oh, oh, oh come on. Uh, and uh, apparently even uh, her attendance, you know, um, you said had, she was in her nineties. Ninety three. Uh huh. Oh well, yeah. And uh, you know, and she, you know, the last two years, she was either in a nursing home, a hospital, or a coma. And and he wouldn't bury her. Mm-mm. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did the church own the? They had a little 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 church cemetery. And he wouldn't bury her. Uh uh-uh. oh. Oh my <laughs> god. That that is some fucked up shit. Like that's not just like there's there's like mean or there's there's rude right. and then there's like that's f- fucked up. There's like there's that whole other level. Yeah, I know. Oh my I know. god. I know. <laughs> she, she 50 years she had been a member of this 50 church. 50 years. So her daughter had to uh kind of uh shop around town. They they thought that <laughs> They thought they had it all figured out. Oh my god! Thought they had it all figured out, and uh, no, turned oh. out that uh, she did not have a place to bury her mother. And uh, yeah, so she uh, she says uh, uh, even retail stores give people more respect than that. Hell yeah, they do. I don't understand why we've become so commercialized with religion. What does this have to do with God? <laughs> That's a great question, lady. And then uh, she adds, why can't I give my mother her last wish to be funeralized in a church that she loved so much? Funeralized? Yeah, don't you like that? That's a that's a quite a word she came up with there. <laughs> wow, that that is an extra special level of hell that awaits that pastor. That's when you wish there was a hell. Right, exactly. That Those are the moments where I'm like, oh, the narrative that I was taught as a kid would be so great right now. Because I'd point at that guy and be like, oh, something's coming for you. Yeah. Some, yeah. Some, no. Something's no coming for you. No There's a lady kidding. in heaven who's laughing at what's coming for you. <laughs> yeah, no uh, kidding. 
Holy ma- shit. Sweet little 93-year-old woman. That's some fucked up Actually, shit. Who knows how sweet she was. She might have been a total <laughs> shark-graving bitch. <laughs> crotchety old bitch. <laughs> That's, the, that's why. That's the real reason. He the just did reason. He's like, oh, I don't know. She hasn't been paying her tithing a lot lately, and so she went there for fifty years. He hated her all fifty of them, <laughs> all fifty. But he took her money every week after services. She'd come up and say, "Now, Pastor, where there's, I've got a list of problems for this week. Here we go." Uh-huh. I was just like, "Nope, we're you are. I'm not telling you this now, <laughs> but boy, are you going to be surprised when you end up without a." a funeral plot but what's interesting here is it's a houston pastor by the name of walter f houston that's also a strange detail of this story oh i I don't know that i like the fact that there's pastor houston in houston in houston yeah yeah that's right go 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 somewhere else yeah you should not live in a town with (laughs) go cross the border and same name go to go to lafayette or somewhere You, you need to get out of there yeah Anyway, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take us uh, not far from there. We're gonna go to Hugo, Oklahoma. Oh, Do you beautiful know Hugo? Hugo, beautiful, yeah, beautiful town. Okay, I'll take your word it's for one it. Of the, one of the gems of Oklahoma. Okay, well, you know Oklahoma better than I do. Uh, do you know if it's gay friendly? Oh, thriving gay community. You, Just thriving. You, you've got a twinkle in your eye that says that you're you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> So I'm just going to assume that that's the case. Yeah, man. Anyway, uh, 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 there was recently a gay marriage there. Oh, really? Uh, one Mr. Larry McQueen married uh, a fella by the name of John Smid. And I don't know if you've heard that name before. Smid? Smid, S-M-I-D. Uh, but John Smid, uh, up until a few years back, was the, uh, the director of a group called Love in Action. Okay. Love in Action was a, a gay recovery, a gay a recuperative or a gay reparative oh. ministry. Oh, oh, it didn't work. Apparently not. <laughs> oh, Apparently, uh, it failed so hard that uh, he he done got hitched to a fella. Ugh, that's gonna be that's. He was a uh, <laughs> oh. My dog just fell off his chair. Your dog just took a tumble. Oh, little Milo. Uh, anyway, the uh, you know, so so for a long time, this guy was a very visible uh, ex-gay yeah. minister. Right. Uh, he was on Chris Matthews' Hardball. Uh, <laughs> he was, you know, he was on, he was on all, he was making the rounds on the shows, yeah, and whatnot. But and no, then nobody believed him. <laughs> Well, I'm sure a lot of like, I mean, poor young gay guys, gay kids who are trying, broadly speaking, desperately not trying not to be gay, and a whole shit ton of parents believed what him. A fucker, what an absolute fucker! And now he get, now he goes and gets married. Now he's married. That's that's who shouldn't be allowed to marry. <laughs> you 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 had your chance. Yeah. No, everybody no. gets to change their mind. No, I think that that's a good thing, Frank. He's denied. He should be denied that. He, we, we here. We'll take a page from the Mormon playbook, and we'll say that he has to go. There has to be a waiting period before he can get gay married. Sure. Where he where he does his penance. No. No. I take back my sure. No. Oh, Frank, you're getting so grumpy. Well, no, you don't get to do that. No, I mean, obviously. he was a self. Yeah, no, he was a fucking mess. Yeah. But you know what? He can he, he 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 fucked with people's lives. But he thought he was helping. I believe that he genuinely thought he was helping. And then he realized, oh, and then he finally realized far too late, uh much later than we would than we realized it, thank God, that uh that he was pitching a a, a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. All right. But uh, there is a lovely schadenfreude that comes with that marriage. There's, oh? Well, I'm just saying, like, it feels good when we all knew that he was full of shit for him to have to basically admit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, no, I, I thought schadenfreude in that they're, they picked terrible colors. No, but look. Just they delight do, in there. They do have matching shirts, and they're very bad. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just a really bad dress shirt. 
Is it the short one? Is he the preacher? Uh huh. I think so. Yeah, he looks like it. <laughs> fucker. That was probably some some poor soul who actually went through his thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It they, was, they met at the ministry. I'll bet you anything. <laughs> Trying to deconvert each other. And every, all night long. Every session just ended up with a makeout session, and then shit, we gotta pray some more. God damn it! Well, this is the the fuck the gay away, right? Yeah, that's a that'll work. They tried it, (laughs) didn't work. It didn't work. Damn it! You you know you're playing with fire. You are, and you're gonna get burned. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Well, have you heard about this uh, documentary about Scientology that HBO is (gasps) is putting together? I saw that they were doing one. Yeah. I, I so no, I haven't heard much. Um, well, clearly, uh, well, it's, it's, it's not going to come out until sometime in 2015, which oh. is, you know, fast approaching right around the corner, but, um, but nonetheless, they, um, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're getting it ready. Yeah. They're sort of in the final stages of that whole thing. Um, but, um, it's not even so much, you know, the fact, like the amount of like detail that they're going to be exposing about Scientology, um, and some, perhaps even some very interesting secret slash tidbits mm. about, you know, John Travolta and Tom Cruise type stuff, right, 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 like right. high profile, uh, Scientologists that will be mentioned in the, in the documentary. Right. It's the fact that, um, uh, here is the quote from HBO documentary films, president Sheila Nevins. Okay. Um, we have probably 160 lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> That's the quote. Because they are they're they're getting ready. You mess with with the, you if you say the word Scientologist, <laughs> you better be loaded for bear oh, because yeah. they come at you, they don't come at they come at you from every direction. Oh yeah. They wreck your life. Apparently high-powered um Hollywood Scientology Hollywood types um are already writing letters in mass <laughs> to hbo um and clearly you would have uh, a lot of talent also saying we'll never work with you again right yeah um, i mean that's the thing people don't understand for hbo to for a, a company like hbo to do this what they're doing is they're so the what will happen is guys like Tom Cruise, who's still an A-lister. Oh, yeah. And John Travolta, who's B+. Yeah. Uh, and and a lot of... Uh, and all of their other people are going to say to places like Sony Pictures or say to Universal, I'm not going to do a, sh- a, a movie with you if you're going to sell it to HBO. Right. They're going to start really putting... I mean, and that's financial... Pre- that is money pressure. Yeah. That's real pressure. Yeah. So HBO's ballsy as fuck to, yeah. to be doing this. So I, I guess this documentary is, uh, I guess, well, the title of it is Going Clear, um, and it's based on a book yeah. uh, that came out. I think we've um, taught, we talked about that I book. I think we mentioned it. Yeah. Um, he, uh, so anyways, Going Clear uh, actually never published in the UK because of massive threats from the Scientologists. Right. Um, it did publish in the United States. Um but um Scientologists are amazing th- yeah. with their legal machinations. Well, they're just litigious as fuck. Well, there was there was one series of uh, of articles about them. Was it the New Yorker or it was it was some major publication that did a series of articles about them? And the the author of that for years was just like couldn't make a move, right? Because they were buried under legal problems. It's just it's I, so fucked up. You, you don't want to. You don't want to go there unless you unless you have how many lawyers? Hundred and sixty. Yeah, and they question whether that will be enough. Right. So <laughs> you you gotta have you you gotta have Johnny Cochran come out. <laughs> you got you got you have to have all of the lawyers. You have to. We we now it's have all star team. Of we lawyers. now have all of the lawyers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, this God. is the organization that infiltrated every aspect of the U.S. government. Yeah, they and then spied on them. They're the largest spy ring that's ever been. Uh, in yeah, they're fucked. They're, they're in trouble. Yeah.
Um, all right. Well, uh, I'm going to talk about the United States military. Oh? The U.S. military uh, is... We've talked about sort of the chaplaincy issue in the U.S. military and how, how there have been atheists slash humanists who have wanted to yeah. be chaplains yeah, 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 yeah. And, and have not been uh, allowed to be. Uh, there has been an attempt to clarify certain... Um, uh, an attempt by Congress to to clarify certain parts of the uh, of 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 how the military handles religious practice, um, and apparently, it's caused quote a tsunami of confusion oh? among military commanders, chaplains, and personnel. Oh, okay. Um, basically, all it. I mean, so the attempt, I as best as I can garner, because I couldn't find the uh, the specific language. Okay. Uh, but as best as I could garner, it really was just an attempt to include non-believers uh, in in the language. Okay. Uh, this was inserted by Congress uh, about a year ago, as I said, um, and. Apparently, a bunch of Christian chaplains were not uh, were were complaining that they were not allowed to practice their faith. Oh, and I think what was really happening is that they weren't allowed to say things like to to talk about Jesus Christ specifically in like a service over a fallen soldier. Okay, because ha- because a bunch of his comrades might not be Christian. I mean, this is a service for the general, you know, for the entire unit. Right, and you know there may be a a, Busle, a Buddhist and a Muslim and two atheists in that group, so what? So what the language was saying was just keep it general, and you well, can have you can have a spiritual service. I mean, um, there was one. Huh. There, <clears throat> excuse me. There was a um, uh, a uh, where where was it? I, I, so so retired Navy chaplain uh, Captain Bruce Kahn said in his testimony there was a there was a, a hearing about this that uh he, he ba- here's what he said he said chaplains should never have to be told to pray inclusively or to teach counsel and advise based on meeting the service members where they are it should be a given he said uh, okay that is where the military chaplaincy differs from serving in a civilian congregation the religious freedoms of freedom of the troops is not to be sacrificed to meet the demands of the chaplain the chaplain adjusts to meet the faith requirements of the troops. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. So he gets it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that the idea was that a whole bunch of... I mean, so Representative Walter Jones of North Carolina said, I don't think any government should dictate the, the conscience of any human being, be he a minister or a chaplain. That's not what God intended. This is a sad day for America. Mm. And what he was talking about is the fact that, yeah, uh, uh, chaplains ending prayers with religious expressions specific to their own faith or yeah no that just non-inclusive chaplaincy right is basically what the this language was trying to avoid and the uh the, the head of what is it called the Mi- military religious freedom foundation okay uh, mikey weinstein uh he said basically he he basically said that it's a disingenuous thing he said quote there is a tsunami of confusion out there but there's also a lot of willful confusion. The excuse of "I'm sorry, I don't understand" seems very specious. Uh, I think that they, uh, I think they, the commanders know very well there is a power, a purposeful attempt to witness and proselytize, irrespective of the Department of Defense directives. Huh. Okay. <clears throat> so that's um, happening. Huh. I I get the sense that like, the the. Uh, because we we see not not in the military so much, but we see all over the country Christians just thinking they should be allowed to do anything they want, right? Any time well, they want, because anywhere they, they want. Well, because they're right, right? If they were if they if they were wrong, they'd be much more open to these right. things. Why can't everybody be a accom- Why can't all the wrong people be more accommodating of us and let us just be right? Right. If we're wrong, how come? Seventy percent of the country believes what we believe. <laughs> such a good argument. Seventy percent of Americans so can't be wrong. Such a good, such a good com- argument. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I guess, I guess I wasn't at first really getting what the the whole point of the thing was. Because, I don't know. In my mind, what's important, like, so we weren't talking initially about, like, a funeral service. We were just talking about a service for... The, the 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 friends of somebody who had died right or, okay. or yeah or a gathering of them and they were having a religious type gathering right okay yeah. okay see I, at first my my big objection was well you should really just be like if the if the guy was an evangelical christian you should be saying evangelical christiany type things at his funeral at and his maybe funeral. maybe because i use the word funeral so the, the, if the, i did i the wishes I in my you. mind because i want my funeral or my memorial service to be um, have no mention of God to be Pentecostal, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but you know, like, so it needs to be the person. Like, I know that funerals are for the living, but at the same time, it they also need to honor the dead, right? And uh, and not dishonor them by, you know, by doing whatever, right? Exactly, ignoring who they were, right, in life. Uh, okay, well, cool, interesting. Well, there you go. Um, well, I want to, uh, I, I want to come a little closer to home. Okay. Um, uh, the, uh, th- there's been, uh, a, a kerfuffle. Oh dear. Of sorts. Oh dear. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> at, uh, at, at some of these, uh, Mormon, uh, institutions of higher learning that oh. exist, uh, like oh, yes. BYU and, the uh, the lesser known LDS Business College here in town. You attended one of those. Uh, I went to BYU. Yeah. yeah. Is um, that why you're wearing your University of Utah sweatshirt right now? Because I knew this topic was coming up. <laughs> um, They're rivals, everybody. <laughs> BYU and U- Utah. Anyway, go on. Uh, but anyways, um, so th- there's been a, you know, a little shakedown or a little crackdown, I guess is the right word that I'm looking for. Oh. Um, uh, uh, so surrounding the issue of beards on campus. <laughs> okay. No, wait. Are you referring to wives that hide the fact that their husbands are gay? Well, that would be a good thing to crack down on. No, this is actual like <laughs> facial hair. Oh um, now, the, who knows? I don't know if, if, if a lot of our listeners know that um byu is really strict about like its grooming standards and whatnot. And if like, if, if, and this, this goes to, for all of the, the the LDS schools, um, they the students have to be like you know their their hair has to be cut can't touch like there has to be collar length or there are higher very strict regulations about how long it can be mm-hmm. about facial hair there is you no cannot one. have facial you can actually have a mustache you can a mustache is allowed it's a beard that's not allowed and um, I don't know if you guys know the irony of this if you've ever seen a photograph of the man for whom the institution of BYU is named oh there's probably a he, painting of him. A portrait. He has a beard, mm-hmm. but no mustache. Right. The irony is thick, <laughs> for he could not attend his own school, <laughs> nor could he bring his buddy Jesus. Uh, so anyways, um, as part of this crackdown, um, the LDS Business College, for a brief spell um, during the last few weeks... Uh, has uh, required students who have... Okay, so let me back up once again. Um, it is permissible in certain circumstances to have a beard. Correct. They have a, they'll, they'll issue you a beard card. Right. Right? Those so are hard to get and They are precious. hard to get, but you go to a doctor, and if you actually have some sort of, like, like you're, you get skin irritation when right. you shave or Horrible something like that. Horrible cystic acne that makes it very, very difficult to shave or whatever. Exactly. You can get your beard cut. There are exemptions. There's also an exception made, I know, uh, for actors who wish to play, who, who are in a play that that's you're, being produced you're pretty close to what, where the story's going oh yeah. okay i'm sorry um i'm so stepping on you your, are your stepping all over this story, beard toes actually um so they um they decided that they were going to um require not just a beard card but a beard lanyard <laughs> what so this poor student that the the article is following uh paulo quezada um, who was uh, set to appear in a church Bible film of some kind. Oh. A, a church-produced 
film about oh, a Bible story. Okay. Um, need a beard for that. And he needed a beard. So he qualified. Well, after walking around on campus and being pointed at and laughed at by his fellow students. What? He shaved his beard off <laughs> and said, it's not worth it. Um, also, what made it not worth it was uh, the fact that he was, while wearing the lanyard, was also required to wear a shirt and tie whenever on campus what? to compensate for the beard. <laughs> <laughs> that makes all of the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because how do you take the curse off of the evil that is uh, a hirsute oh. man? Oh, yeah. You you have to put him in a in a necktie. Yeah. That, oh, absolutely. That's how you do it. Yep. Good lord, that's the weirdest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> and he had to so he had to wear like essentially as though he were attending a conference or a or or a, a backstage pass at a concert. Well, he had to wear it was actually uh, like a scarlet B. <laughs> right? Right. It had, had to, to be sewn onto his yeah. clothing. He had to actually like, there it was <laughs> his shame. His, was not just on his face, no, but also on his chest. They're represented on his on his uh, shirt and tie person. Oh yeah. Oh my god, that's so fucking weird. Yeah. That I know what, especially since what, what what I find really interesting is that it's it would be very on trend for them to be allowing beards. They've always had this argument that like. That like, well, you know, in the in the workplace, you need to be blah blah blah. It's just absolutely not the case right now. Right. Like men are wearing beards. No, that's not the point of this. This this is speci- this is one of those specific things. Here's the thing about the Mormons that you, that you guys have to understand: the Mormons used to have like five hundred things that made the whole rest of the world go, okay, they're weird. Like they had all of these separation things. They 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 were basically like the Amish. They yeah. didn't they didn't drink. They didn't smoke. They had multiple wives. They had all of these things. You know, no black folks and whatever. They they had a bunch of stuff that just separated them from everybody else. Right. And bit by bit, those things have fallen away. What do they have left? They have to hold on to the things that they have left. <laughs> and one of those things. I saw. I have a friend who posted a thing uh, online talking about when he went to BYU. When he graduated from BYU, he was told by one of the, the leaders uh, who was giving an, a, I guess, a commencement speech or something, that the commitment that they made to be beardless for for the time that they were in BYU uh-huh. was a commitment that they should hold to after. Oh my God! They left. My God! Represent us as the as the monolithic uh homogenous group that we are <laughs> out in the world yeah yeah mm. As something tells me a lot of guys stop shaving that day yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah um i uh yeah i i always had a problem with regular shaving even on my mission i'd shave every three days probably oh really i would yeah i always got away with it nobody ever said boo about it really yeah they were okay with 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 elder five o'clock shadow Oh yeah, yeah, and I've always since I was sixteen, I could grow a beard, you know. Yeah. And so it was since probably before that, actually. Um, but yeah, it's huh, it's just funny. Yeah. I, I, I heard recently though that we uh we've probably reached peak beard. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I th- I think I think the hipsters have are all now saying, oh, I I had a big long beard before everybody else did before it was cool and now they're like oh i'm taking mine off i can't i don't want to look like all of these other all of these johnny come latelys with their with their beards Mm, yeah hipsters yeah no one could accuse us of being those at all Uh, um how did the how did the hipster burn his mouth how oh shit i screwed it up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See, somehow he, he ate his food before it was cool. Yeah. That's what it was. There you go. I, <laughs> I was eating pizza before it was cool. Well, right. but it, it could be food. Yeah. It doesn't matter if sure. it's pizza. Or... Uh, yeah, I was just throwing it out there. Uh, okay, I'm going to move on from the beards. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, this one was reported by uh, by our friend Hammett Meta at uh, Friendly Atheist. 
he, he was talking, apparently there's a church in Chicago that came into a significant sum of money uh, mm. to the tune, apparently, of uh, $1.6 million. Whoa. Uh, and the reason that I know that figure is because the pastor took 10% of it, which is $160,000, yeah, and uh, gave it to the congregation, 500 bucks a piece, uh, and told them to uh, pay it forward to those less fortunate. Oh, he tithed it. She. She. Yeah, it was an interesting sort of backwards thing, that because uh, most churches are pretty good at uh, taking her in. Just... Yeah. And uh, not quite as good. Although, you know, they do some charity work here and there. But mostly they just take the money in. Just scrape it in. Just <laughs> all for me. Right. Yeah. Like a, like a, gonna build a luxurious. Like a dealer at a little... roulette table. <laughs> just <laughs> raking it all in. House always wins. Uh, so this is an interesting. So Pastor Laura Truo. T-R-U-A-X. Pronounce it as you will. Sure. I'm going to pronounce it. Uh, apparently she, uh, yeah, she said that the, her church, uh, which is, uh, LaSalle church, LaSalle something or other. Okay. Uh, she said it is a quote, gutsy little church with a history of making waves. Oh. Uh, apparently they're very, very, uh, uh, progressive as a church. They're well, very... they have a lady running it. I know. Uh, have they read the Bible? It specifically says women aren't supposed no to talk. No ladies. You don't talk in church. <laughs> if you have a vagina, shut your mouth. No talkie. No talkie. Uh, anyway, she didn't listen to that part of the Bible. Uh, and so she's uh, she's been doing this. I, I, I think that's cool. I think, uh, you know, you'd take a, a bunch of money and... Apparently, some of the some of the parishioners did manage did keep it for their own needs because their needs were great, and I totally understand that. Greedy bastards! They're supposed to pay it forward. That's well, the whole point of paying it forward. Maybe they should, what they should have done was approached other parishioners and been like, "I really want to pay this forward. If you want to pay yours forward, we don't pay. We can't pay our bills this month, yeah. so you can pay yours forward to me." And I'll pay mine forward to someone else who need who's in need. Mm. Or I'll pay it all forward to the power company. <laughs> right, right. I will. I'm going to pay it forward because I could use. It. We ran up a serious bill. Yeah, I don't know how we raised a thousand dollar electrical bill. It can be done. You can lots of blown drying of hair. Yeah, you know what? Get get the LED bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> enough enough with the incandescent already. Uh, well, all right. So there you go. Uh, I'm, you know, in the end, the truth of the matter is, so here's an interesting thing. One of my first reactions to this was, yeah, but institutions do a lot better uh, with money than individuals do. Like if you get, if you give an individual 500 to, to give it's away. It's more of a, of a lesson that she is teaching. It is. That's what I finally came to was that like, this is spurring people to give. This is putting them in the mindset of giving and letting them feel how good it feels to give and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I approve. I think that it was a total waste of money. <laughs> the first bit was a waste of money and then the second bit was a total waste of money. You mean the first bit meaning giving them, oh, the, giving the church $1.6 million? The, the millions of dollars? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably not good. Yeah. That's the, You know what that is? That's some poor kid's inheritance getting pissed away by their parents. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> they probably died and left a whole shit ton to the church. And I they... think of the numbers of time, the numbers of times that my parents could have paid for my college education. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just, just pissed time. away to the Mormon church. Yeah, it's an unfortunate you know? thing. I the what's really funny is the number of ex Mormons that I've talked to who are like, how do I get that money back? Oh, I know. I'll tell you, Mormons are better at extracting their tithe than any church you'll ever see. <laughs> Mormons will yeah. get ten percent of your oh, they will. your yeah. earnings. Yep. Yeah. It's not. I mean, they don't send a guy named Vinny around to your house to uh, persuade you. No, they just uh, they they are good at the guilty thing. Yeah, they will, his, they his... will guilt the shit out of you. His name is Price Spencer, or Kimball, <laughs> or Orson, or Orson, <laughs> and he's here to share share a nice little message with you. The bishop wanted me to tell you some things. 
<laughs> I'm here to share a message from I'm, the bishop. I'm, I got a message from the bishop. <laughs> Shall we sit down for some prayer? You want you you want me to get you to kneel? <laughs> I can I can make your legs. Do you bend. still want your knees? I can make them bend one way or the other. <laughs> Either way, you're going to your knees. You choose. Uh, anyway, that's ridiculous. All right. Well, if you'd like to chime in on any of the things that you've heard so far. Uh yeah. On thank God I'm atheist. You can uh, send us a, a leave us a voicemail message. Ooh. At four two four six 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 eight four four two. Wouldn't that be fancy? Mm. You can also email us. Uh, that's podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can uh, you can always find us on Facebook. Facebook dot com slash tgiatheist. There's also the TGIA members only lounge. Right. Search for it on Facebook. Yeah, that one's secret, so you got to find it. Yeah. You, you got to do some digging <laughs> to get to that one. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is, uh, of course, it's Pat Robertson. We love him. Um, and uh, he's got something of a, he's got a holdover from a few <laughs> decades ago that he's he's just fixated on. And... You, can, you need to dust off that chip on your shoulder there, Patty boy. <laughs> All right. This is Adriana, who says, My husband is really into computer games, and lately he's been playing this game called Arch Age. I tried playing the game before, but I stopped because I didn't like that there's a lot of witchcraft, spells, wizard stuff, and praying to these figures in the game. I felt it wasn't right. My husband says I'm just overreacting, that it's just a game. It's not like he's actually doing all that stuff. So I want to know, is it okay as a Christian to play these kinds of games? Um, we did a long speech. There was a big thing about Dungeons and Dragons, and people actually got absorbed in that stuff. They took on those roles, and they began doing horrible things, and it was almost like an invitation to demonic possession. So uh, I, I think playing some of these role games, I don't know which one they took, I don't do it, but uh, I think, you know, should a Christian do it? The answer is uh, probably not. I think we shouldn't get ourselves involved in something where we're role-playing a thing having to do with demonic forces. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I don't do it, so I don't know how they work. Or it. Really? Pat Robertson, you don't play? Dungeons and Dragons. M massively <laughs> multiplayer <laughs> online role-playing games? That's strange. I thought you'd be super into those. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dungeons and or at Dragons, least Magic: The Gathering. Surely, the thing that they did about Dungeons and Dragons was like circa 1984. Oh yeah, like he's it was really well. He's produced. like, we did. A th I know a thing about a game. I've heard of a game that we didn't like. Uh, is that the same thing? Uh, no, Pat. It's not the same. Not not that I know anything about Arc Age. Arch I don't. I have no clue what that is. Archie, or Arch Age. Archie Age. <laughs> A R C H E. Yeah. Age. And no space. There's no space. But no. the the second A is capitalized. So Ooh, that's, that's how you know. Well, that's the that's the way they're doing it these days. Oh, they're they're very you, you fancy. Smush the words together, <laughs> but you keep it capitalized so that you know which, where one word, especially in this, where they've just made up the word anyway. Uh, yeah. You don't know that, Dan. Oh, I know. You don't know. God. Oh, well. <laughs> um, I, we, we've had some folks write into us. Some people, uh, wanted to, to, uh, make their voices heard. Ah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump into that. Uh, Aiden wrote in, hey, I was listening to your podcast, Holiday Survival Guide, and you brought up a listener uh, email about someone who sometimes has the thought that one who sometimes had the thought that once he died, it would just it would just have been a video game. Uh, I had a similar thought when I was a kid. I used to think that my life was real, but God controls things through an arcade machine of me and everybody else. Mm. So God would be there in the clouds with hundreds of arcade machines, and he would have to play to help some pastor find his car keys or give kids HIV or some something similar. I'm not sure why God would give kids HIV. Anyway, yeah, uh, because he's a bastard. He's that's a why. dick. Uh, but when he left my machine, sometimes Satan would jump on <gasps> and fuck something up in my that's life. That's how he did it. Yeah. Oh, my. Anyway, okay. cute. I yep. thought that was, that was cute. Um... Hey, Frank and Dan, this is from uh, Ty uh, in Sydney, Australia. Uh, do you, you remember last week we were talking about, I was talking about how we were talking about comporting ourselves at uh, the holidays 
And I mentioned mm. wanting to be inappropriate, inappropriate Uncle Dan. Oh yeah. But I was I, I was struggling to really figure out how I was going to be inappropriate. Okay. I'm mostly just a nice guy. I I don't I don't try to ruffle feathers. That's not a thing I generally, hmm. especially not at family functions. Right. Okay. Uh, out in the world, maybe I do. Uh, you know, so he's so Ty says inappropriate Uncle Dan sounds great. Uh, but I'd love to see him go in a different direction. Inappropriate atheist Uncle Dan. Instead of ranting about the queers, the blacks, and the feminists while drinking Jameson, inappropriate atheist Uncle Dan should take a big swig of Jägermeister. Gross, you needed to pick something better. Than yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, and drunkenly spout gems like, Jesus is a myth. Mary is a lying adulteress. Joseph Smith is a convicted con man. <laughs> then go off on a tangent about the damn conservatives ruling ruining the country and top of the day off and to top the day off get in a fight with his brother about how he shouldn't indoctrinate his kids into a death cult that symbolically drinks the blood of its false prophet. Ooh. <laughs> he says thanks for the show guys. Keep up the good work. Wow. Boy, you you, you wanted it to go full awkward on that one. Uh full never welcomed back. Right, yeah, exactly. Full <laughs> eviction from the family <laughs> on that one. <laughs> no, I don't think I, I I don't think I can go to that extreme either. Yeah. Though I mean, I, we all know that guy on the other side of the table. We all know that Christian conservative uncle who yeah. won't stop talking yeah. about that stuff. And I so I get where you're coming from, Ty. I I I think that the answer is I need to find an, a new and totally different way to be inappropriate uncle dan yeah I, I i don't know what that is yet it'll have to be clever mm. i mean it's, it's got to be atheist i you're right about that uh it, it, it's got to be atheist in some way am i making fart noises with my hands during the prayer no 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 that would no get good. you excluded yeah that's in the not future good as well there's not much not much not you could say that you're an atheist. <laughs> Just do and that. That would be com- for a Mormon <laughs> family. That would be completely inappropriate for many of the families in this country, <laughs> whether they be Mormon or evangelical or you know Jehovah's Witness or whatever. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, that's just just saying that. Yeah. Just, but, oh, by yeah. the way, we, or when yeah, when they ask you to read a passage from from Luke, you just say. Oh, no, I don't believe in that. So I'll let Cousin Sarah read it. No, 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 no. Don't you remember? I'm an atheist. Yeah. Oh, oh, you've forgotten. Oh, I'm the atheist in the family. Did you guys forget? I'm an... Now, do we need to go over again what that means? I don't believe in any of this. <laughs> I find... But I'll humor you guys. So you go ahead. You do it. I'm here to be with you guys. Yeah. You know what? You're right. That's absolutely enough. <laughs> That's absolutely enough. Just politely reminding them that you're an atheist <laughs> At is all times. totally enough to, to be... Anytime anything religious comes up. Mm, right. I'm an atheist. I don't really think that's they you see now yeah. you've stumbled on the the equivalent the the religiosity version of uh being a vegan <laughs> at the dinner table. <laughs> uh I can't eat that. I'm a vegan. <laughs> so, if you could um, actually if you could just not make me pass the turkey because I'm a vegan. Uh, oh, you're going to uh, say the blessing. I'm going to leave the room for a minute. Because I'm an atheist. I be, I'm an atheist, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Did, did, did you guys forget that I'm an atheist? I need to... Why are you... You shouldn't be praying yet. I haven't left the room. This is a cautionary tale, people. <laughs> don't don't be the atheist equivalent to a vegan. And if you're a vegan, don't be the vegan equivalent of a vegan. <laughs> don't be that guy. Uh, uh, anyway, thanks for for writing in. Do 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 we have a voicemail? We have one voicemail. All right, throw it uh, up there. This is um, a caller with um, a night. Well, he's already started the petition, so oh, he, yeah. So let's let's see what he has to say about that. Hey, this is Jim from Washington. Uh, I made a petition on the White House. .gov to arrest the Pope when he visits next year. Um, I think he should answer, be questioned. I know they'll never actually arrest him, but I, at least I could get a response from, from the White House if they got 25,000 people to sign him. And I just wonder what you think. Do you think that the Pope should come to our country and, you know, be led around by the military and protected by the government when he's the head of, you know, like the biggest... I pedophile 
cult anybody's ever heard of. Uh, just want to get your thoughts on that. Well, gosh, when you put it that way. <laughs> thanks, thanks for calling in, first of all. Uh, by the way, when you're the biggest one, that's when you get to not be a cult anymore. Yeah, that's true. They're a big pedophile religion. Thank you very much. <laughs> they have they've achieved that status. They've gotten away with it <laughs> for so no, long. I, I I get where you're coming from. I I don't go that far personally. I don't. I the Pope is not. Uh, yeah, yeah, it it's tricky. Yeah, it's it's tricky. tricky. But he's also a head of state, uh, and and you you get. I don't know. I, it's a tricky, tricky You get a pass position. on the pedophilia thing if you're out of state. <laughs> well, Is that what you're saying, Dan? No, no. That's huh, a, no. no that's a, you're pretty close to it. I think I think that's probably true in a lot of cases, but, <laughs> oh. but no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm wow. saying is that uh, he, I have no evidence that he himself is a pedophile, and while his uh, organization is, of course, has, has been Pedophil- very guilty. Pedophilic? <laughs> P- oh. Pedof- oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, has been very guilty of not only uh, uh, supporting pedophiles within their ranks, but but uh, shuffling them around so they end up doing more harm uh, than they should have in the first place, and all sorts of horrific things, and 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 hiding pedophiles from the law, and it's awful. I I don't think that that's uh, the defining feature of the religion, and I think it's something huh. that that they're actually working to try and fix. It's a it's a cultural problem within mm. the clergy that was part of the catechism <laughs> it it might be it might be yeah. anyways i'm just saying yeah so but, saying, but you know what i support people going and 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 signing the petition uh if you want to yeah go ahead and hear what the white house has to say about it i'm guessing it will be wildly disappointing <laughs> to hear the the politic uh answer uh-huh. to that which yeah. is probably just no we won't be doing that but thanks for <laughs> thanks for submitting. Yes, anyway. indeed. Um, uh, on the subject, however, of uh, of petitions. Yes. Uh, we had someone else write in uh, to us. This was um, who? What was the name on it? I don't have a name. Oh, uh, David, uh, who wrote to us and said, uh, "I was I was listening to the show and heard you talking about exemptions for faith healing parents." Uh, for those of us who don't remember, we were talking about uh, parents who had who who had neglected their to give their child proper medical care when they needed it, uh, and and their kid either got hurt or died as a result. And you were ta- you were telling us the story, Frank, of all of the people who uh, are, are how how the different states handle that, and some states have very mm-hmm. lenient laws yeah, regarding that's this. Ridiculous. Um, considering it's negligent homicide. Uh, So uh, David said, um, I was wondering if you could do me a huge favor. The local atheist group I I belong to, Columbus, Ohio Atheists, created a petition to end the religious exemptions. I would highly appreciate it if you could give a mention, give it a mention uh, on the show. Absolutely. So we're happy to do that. It's it strikes me as a very uh, worthy thing uh, to be putting your time and energy into. Absolutely. Um, their their website, if you want to check it out, is uh, www.ohio. Uh, oh, sorry, Ohioans. Wow, uh, Ohioans against legalized child abuse. dot com. It's a mouthful. Uh, I'll say it again www.ohioansagainstlegalizedchildabuse.com and you can go there and they have a lot of information on there. And I encourage you, if you're in other states that are lenient uh, and you feel passionately about this, to to start up something similar. This is a... This seems like a cause that atheists should just be really getting behind. It's it's something most people should be be able to get Yeah, but atheists should just... Just like that. Right. Clearly, this is this is an There's, issue that the community should really be focusing on. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. So, uh, good work, David. Thank you for your uh, for your efforts on that, and we're happy to publicize it. So, there you go. Ooh. Let's uh, let's have a little chat, shall we? Oh, yeah. We're both kind of scared of this topic, actually. Well, where it could lead. Here's the deal. Uh, as 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 you no doubt have heard. Um, there, 
there's been uh, problems in our country um, following the 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 decision by a grand jury not to indict a uh, a police officer who ended up shooting a young man um, in Ferguson, Missouri. Yes, um, and the officer was white, and the young man, young was, man black. was black. And uh, and there's a and and of course. There are, there have been a lot of cases lately of young black men getting shot. Yeah, uh, almost. Uh, I mean, clearly for for I wouldn't say lately. I think the the attention of the nation is starting to to uh, it's been focus. getting more it's been yeah. getting more attention. Yeah, absolutely uh, correct to, because, to make that distinction because it it it. it, it clearly, the way that it's resonating with the African American community. Uh, would lead me to believe that it's a, been a problem that they've been aware of for quite a while. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. Um, and you know we've been you, you we've heard about it. I mean, my whole life I've heard. Of, you know, you hear black people, black comedians, uh, talking about the police. Yeah. I should I shouldn't say it like that. No, you shouldn't. That, that's yeah. just how it came to mind as I was thinking of a specific. Uh, comedy act anyway right. sorry police officers pulling them over you know the whole driving while black complaint right. uh the whole idea of of black people not uh not being able to walk down the street without right. being harassed by right. by cops that sort of thing well and and here's here's what i think the tricky part for us is and why we're both a little um maybe intimidated by the topic um is that uh we're two white guys in utah we are the least exposed to racial issues of any human on the planet. <laughs> Think of the whitest place you can imagine. <laughs> and then pour and... bleach all over everything. <laughs> it's tricky. We are... It is tricky. And and yeah. So uh yeah, I I it's funny. I just to give you a sense of this, I literally was once I I was on Facebook. I was in some forum that had a, a filmmakers. It was a filmmaker forum. Okay. Um and a guy from somewhere in the Midwest friended me. Okay. And I was like I'm you know, and he was like, "Hey, how you doing? Just trying to expand my network or whatever." Right. A, bl- a black guy. And I was like, "I'm sorry, I don't uh I don't accept friend requests from people I don't actually know." Uh-huh. In my real life, it's just uh, that's where I draw my line. Right, and he said, "Oh, that's okay. I see you don't have any black friends anyway. You don't have many black friends anyway. So, uh, never mind. I didn't want to be your friend." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like," and I literally wrote back to him and it was like, "I'm in Salt Lake City. I don't know any. If this is my rules for I Facebook, have, you're I, you're I, right that I have six <laughs> black friends." There are one point, like black, I mean, African Americans make up, I think, somewhere in the range of 1.5 to 1.7% of Utah's population. Yeah. So, like, yeah, he's right. Uh, there aren't that many right. in, in my Facebook uh, friend list. <laughs> I literally went through and, like, counted them because I was like, I do too have black friends. Shut up. I have plenty of black friends. <laughs> we just don't have many black folks here. Is what I'm trying to illustrate. Uh, yeah, yeah. It is, but so so. This is a the subject that we only, un, you and I, Frank, only understand on a sort of intellectual level. Absolutely, we yeah. we have no experiential knowledge of this. Right. Um, but I think that's kind of what attracted me to talking about this, mm. which is that I think a lot of white people don't have experiential understandings mm-hmm. of racial issues. Yeah. Because they don't have to experience no, race in it's America. True. Yeah, no. White I, people are the are are exempt from those experiences. Right. And and you know, it's not a day-to-day issue for right. us. And so when you have a white person responding to you know the 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 the, the Ferguson situation, the goings on, goings on and everything. Um the it's 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 hard to respond. I don't half the time I don't even really know quite what's. I hear a lot of people, you know, at work or you know, not, not so much amongst friends, but at work the topic seems to keep coming up, and yeah. uh, and I, I just hear people talking, and I'm and I kind of just go, 
seriously, like, how do you think you have any, like, like ability to talk about this subject? Like, yeah. I think you need to do a lot more listening and a lot less talking on this subject. Well, and isn't, because, like, isn't that the case? I, the, there's a whole problem here with, first of all, <laughs> I think white people have always felt that they that they could talk about any subject with impunity. <laughs> like, we, <laughs> you and I, we're straight white males. Nothing's off limits to us. Uh. We, we get to talk about anything. <laughs> There is this sort of sense of that in like whiteness. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a a a, a go aheadness to it. There's great privilege. It's privilege. Yeah. We have privilege that we don't understand. This is yeah. the problem. Yeah, yeah. And so I so I guess the call that I want to put out to our especially to our white listeners in it, very white places. In especially in very white places <laughs> like here. Is that like our job right now? If there's any takeaway from from the horrific experiences of uh, of Ferguson, mm -hmm. is it's not about the specifics of the case. Right. I don't give a fuck what you think actually happened. Right. Uh, you know who's whether you think that the cop was justified or not. Right. Totally missing the point. Right. And if you start talking about that, you're just proving that you're missing the Absolutely, point. Absolutely. Yeah. The point, because because even if it's just an allegory, uh, even if even if the story of of Michael Brown isn't even if it weren't true at all, right? It still points to something that is true, and our job is to listen, yeah. and our job is to read and consume and and really seek out uh, the points of point of view of of the marginalized communities of our country. Absolutely. Uh, and that yeah, because we clearly have a problem on our hands. It's a huge problem. I, I was listening to the radio this morning, and I'm not going to get the, the 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 all the details entirely right. But there's uh, they there was a statement issued by like the the UN Commissioner on Human Rights or something of, of the sort, and uh, and the statement was about the uh, it was about race issues in the United States. And our continued problem with the police or something like that. Like this is this is like, <laughs> like outside observers yeah. are 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 very concerned about this the race situation and the police situation in this country right now. Yeah. Well like, because we don't have police anymore. What we have is like militarized para paramilitary yeah. troops. Yeah, no, it's true. Who aren't trained like military. No. But have the same guns as the military. Yeah. Have some tanks that were and left over from the military. They're supposed to keep the peace with tanks, right? Exactly. And it doesn't make any sense whatsoever, right? Yeah. And I would also say this: um, the white experience of uh, of uh, encounter having encounters with police officers. <laughs> you don't know. You have you, no clue. You feel like that might be a little different than the I black have a experience. Feeling it's probably a little different. I, yeah, I, I have this hunch that it's a little different. <laughs> I think you might be right about that. I mean, I think about like being pulled over by, you know, I got pulled over one. I think I had my license plate was my tags were were expired. Right, right, right. right. And um, and there was a, he. Uh, oh, he he just let me go with a nice little stern warning sure. because. My friend was wearing a ball cap for a team that he was rooting for that weekend. <laughs> and I was just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, but it's not just that. It's it's also the feeling of like I can if I'm pulled over by the police, I'm pretty sure I did something wrong. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah, if yeah. I'm pulled over there by the oh shit, what did I do? <laughs> just having Was that an illegal turn officer? Just I'm having sorry. that experience is different. <laughs> Let alone, I mean, let alone the whole being able to walk down the street thing. Like, yeah. I was saying to you earlier, this is, Utah is an open carry state. Oh, yeah. I'm allowed to have, if I wanted to, this would be a freakish thing for me to do, and I hate it when people do it, but I'm I could carry a sidearm. I could yeah. carry a pistol on in a holster yeah. on my side yeah. and walk around the city. Right. I'm allowed to do that. And I could do that, and I would I would get weird looks from a lot of people, justifiably so. Yeah. And I would get, uh, you know, maybe cops would be watching me 
a little sh- more closely. That should as be they your, should. Your, your next uh, Temple Square stunt. Just walk around with a gun. <laughs> Just the perimeter. <laughs> I don't think you. I don't think they'd let you on the property. Actually, uh, would they? I don't know. Do they have posted no firearms? They have to. You, they have to. I don't know. I don't know. It would just be weird. Huh. The, the, but the idea is, all I'm saying is, I don't know that a black guy would be able to feel comf- feel that he would be safe Ooh. open carrying anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And the, this, is, this is the other thing. You you said that the police are there as, as they're peacekeepers. They're meant to be peacekeepers. Yeah. They're supposed to be serving the public. Yeah. There's a whole segment of public. And it's not just black. I mean, we're right. talking about Latino no, uh, yeah, people. We're talking expanded about a little. brown folks, mm-hmm. mostly. Yeah, There's a whole segment of people who aren't being served. Yeah. They're being watched by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and even, ju- even if it's just that extra watching, that has an effect. That has a chilling, a psychological... It yeah. makes them... It, it, it's well understood mm-hmm. that one group is preferred and one group is uh under surveillance yeah and it's well one is trustworthy and one is not (laughs) right yeah you know uh it's a these are the kinds of things that we need we as a as a white populace need to be much more aware of and and you know we cannot we absolutely cannot go down the bill o'reilly's road of like white privilege is gone Look, we've got it's black privilege now. They get they have more, uh, you know, there are blacks only schools and blacks only scholarships yeah. and look at how my kids could have gotten into school with affirmative action if they'd been black and blah blah blah. If you ever say any of those things, uh shame on you. Yeah. And uh and also so, yeah. yeah. So how do we tie this back into um, atheism, perhaps, and not so and not just you know two white guys talking about race on an atheist show? Well, I think that this is a great. There is a tie-in here, mm-hmm. uh, and the tie-in hap- is uh, is about what it means to be willing to uh, to look at everything honestly, because really mm, that's that's yeah. where I came to atheism from. Right was just I was I, I had a whole series of beliefs mm-hmm. and I had to be I had to I had to be willing to look at them in a new honest way right because they weren't real they right. weren't true right uh, and I wanted them to be true the right. whole time I was desperate for them to be true but I wasn't I, I wasn't uh, good until I was honest right. So, uh, so this is a plea along those same lines. This is something that we, as athe- as an atheist community, should be the exemplars of. Mm-hmm. We need to be leading the way and be in honest, uh, soul searching yeah. thought. Yeah. Uh, in, in all things in the world, right? Uh, we're the ones who who were good enough at it that we figured out uh, <laughs> that Jesus was tricking us. So. <laughs> So I mean, this is that this is where we can be leaders in in the community. Yeah. This is where we I where we as uh, especially as white people, but also as black. I mean, there I think black atheists need to be leaders on and in in making you know in bridging these divides, um, because yeah, because I we're know, able we... to to think because hopefully we're able to come at things uh, with open minds, open hearts, right, and honesty. We should be, yeah. So, so get out there and 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 learn. We, you and I, Frank, we need. We will. We will commit to doing more learning, more learning about, well, about we, the experience of other people. Yeah, and uh, and and about what it what what that is. What and it not means. just say, well, I don't have any black friends. I don't well, know any black people. How am I going to know anything about black people? Right. Exactly. And and what what can I do? What could I possibly do? Well, go out there and figure it out. Yeah. Figure something out to do. Yeah, an actual thing. Yeah, not just complaining on on a you know on some Facebook feed or something. Yeah, figure something out. Screw that. Yeah, you're not. You're not. Although you know, even although it, something to do could be just as much as calling someone out on a Facebook feed when they say something bullshit or not liking it. 
Show them. I don't like that. Show them that you are, you are serious by not pressing like. <laughs> I will not like his comment. I normally always like his comments. Today, I don't agree with him. I'm, going, I'm not liking it. And I'm going to notice. very sternly skip liking his comment. <laughs> I think he'll feel it. I think he'll know. He'll know. He'll know. Because I always do <laughs> like his comments. That's That's a tricky one. <laughs> So that one that one only works if you do always like somebody's comment. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Why did he not like my comment today? Right. <gasps> but I will say this. I Is will it because say because he disagrees with my stance on race in America? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I need to rethink some things. He did not like my comment. Oh my god. I feel shitty right now. I'm going to go back through this and just really rethink everything. <laughs> Um, I will say this: Don't get hung up on the details of specific things. Uh, that part of my call on this is like, if you start talking about the looting that's happening, or if you start talking about the, you know, why did it turn violent? There, blah blah blah. You've missed the point. The point is is the undercar is is the undercurrent. It's it's well, what's happening. We're it, gonna we're gonna it's led to that, right? But we are going to get pulled into these conversations. And sure. You, you, and and if you can direct it in the right way, great. If you can't, then it's just taking just a nice, better approach about. It's just saying, you know, we like until you could you could actually throw something in like this. Well, you know, until like more information comes out about you know the the full until I really get a look at the grand jury stuff, I don't know what my opinion is. Same. You know, being able to just say, you know, mm. I don't really know. This right. is this is far away. It's 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 outside of my experience and and my expertise and my expertise. And so I I really don't know Boy, where, where where my opinions lie. How amazing would it be if our country actually started being willing to say that they don't know? I know, right? That would be a miracle right there. <sighs> a Chris, a Christmas, Christmas miracle. miracle. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Well, uh, if you want to teach us something about uh, about race relations in the United States we of America or you. somewhere else in the world, yeah, uh, you know we have we have listeners in Finland. Surely they have something to weigh in about race relations, race relations. in Finland. Uh, uh, anyway, if you have anything to say about it, uh, you can reach us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could leave us a voicemail at uh, 424-666-8442. Correct. Uh, you can go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, where, by the way, uh, no no raci- racist remarks will be tolerated. Absolutely not. Just so that you know. Yeah. Uh, neither will they be in, in the TGIA members only lounge, which all are welcome to. Indeed. All right. Well, uh, we, of course like to thank Mackenzie for all of her help on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for the music that they so generously provide. And thanks to you, dear listener. Yeah. For listening. We're, we're really grateful that you do. And for sometimes donating. Oh, yeah, you can do we that. Can... Go to the go to our wait our webpage. Uh, we need help. We need to yeah. Thank God I'm atheist.com. Look for the support tab. Yeah, that, that's a good way to do it. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye.